Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hello, and thank you for joining us on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. You know, a few years back, my bride Eileen and I were invited to participate in a five-day marriage challenge at Dr. Dobson's Family Talk. We had the privilege of hosting the show for the day, and we discussed many practical issues regarding marriage. It was truly an honor to guest host the show, as Eileen and I are very close to Doc and Shirley. We are just amazed at all that God has done through them and their ministry over the years. To learn more about Dr. Dobson and his ministry at the James Dobson Family Institute, just visit drjamesdobson.org. That's drjamesdobson.org. Now be sure to stick around at the end of the show as I'm going to be sharing with you some exciting news about a marriage course that Eileen and I are teaching together. Okay, let's get to the program. Here's Eileen and yours truly on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Welcome to Family Talk. I'm your guest host today, Victor Marks from ATP Ministries, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Eileen. You know, we're here today to read a devotional, and we're going to share that. And it's taken from Jim and Shirley's, the Dobson's book, Nightlight for Couples, which we've had for years personally and used. It's on the subject of sacrificial love you know, denying oneself, and it's taken out of Matthew sixteen twenty four, Which reads, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So television advertisers are experts at rattling the cages of viewers. They understand the philosophy of today's audience. Look out for number one. And that's why we've been bombarded with slogans such as, Have it your way. You deserve a break today. And because I'm worth it. Their goal is to appeal to our self-centered nature and manipulate us into buying a product. Frequently, they succeed. The I'm third approach to life is in direct contradiction to the message of these ads. And while it should be, Jesus tells us that our first obligation is following him must be to deny ourselves. To let go of the steering wheel, so to speak, and let the Lord drive. Secondly, we are to love and care for others. Try implementing these priorities. They would lead to a better marriage in this life and eternal rewards in the next. God first, others second, myself third. A simple phrase, but it contains far more wisdom for living to the fullest than anything you'll see or hear on any television ad. That's the truth. Now, we've actually used these principles in Dr. Dobson and Shirley's book for what? I mean, we're married 29 years this year. So my question is, do you think we have a I'm third kind of marriage? I think we do in many aspects. I think our ministry together um, really kind of helps us focus in that kind of arena, right? Where there's so many needs of so many people, and yet we have needs, one another and our family. Um, I think sometimes it gets kind of tricky Mm. But I think we're mindful of that. Yeah. And I mean, before we were in ministry, we did business together. We've always worked together in whatever capacity. And I think in the beginning, 
it wasn't always that I'm third because remember we were trying to excel. Although we were following the Lord, we were trying to be successful in what we did. We ended up in Hawaii, remember? I do. Our martial arts schools and business, construction business. So there were times I can personally say I didn't quite put the Lord first and everything. I kind of added him in. But he's so gracious and kind, always gives a quick redirection, right? And now, well, we've been in ATP Ministries. We started that 14 years ago. Actually, we were on staff. I was on staff with Dr. Dobson. And that's when God launched us to start reaching trouble and abused youth. And it has led to 1,100 youth prisons around the country, us traveling in a bus, living in a bus as a family. And then uh, the last few years, spending time in the Middle East and Iraq, reaching children who've been affected by ISIS. And I think over the years, God certainly has shown us the true approach to joy for living is Jesus first, others second, and then personally ourselves last instead of demanding what we believe is best. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we've been on a journey to do that. I don't think it just happened, but like you said, we've just the ministry we've been in, I think it's helped us. Yeah. And we've just we've experienced it when when we're not trying to just build and do something for ourselves and just trying to hear the Lord and obey him, life turns out better. And isn't that what we tell our kids? We just go, Hey, you know, the best thing we could hope for y'all is that you hear from the Lord and just seek to obey him. Yep. I would say that um, this is something that doesn't come natural, right? Because Mm -mm. our natural desire is to be taken care of. I want what I want, right? Self. Self. And we've learned how to do that. We've learned how to minister to one another and put each other's needs first. It hasn't always been like that, but we've learned. Yeah. And as a couple, it's important for a husband and wife to minister to one another first before anybody else. Because if you're not... We're not building into our relationship. We've seen the toll that it takes. How many friends have we seen that their marriages didn't last, both in or out of ministry? And uh, and I thank God for His graciousness with us because we went through some hard times. Yes, we did. Separated twice, weren't we? Yep. In 29 years, and you were wrong on both accounts. But I accepted you back into the fold, young lady. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know one thing that we did that I'm so glad we had godly counsel to help us to uh, stay the course, helping us recognize, I know it's challenging, I know it's hard, but it's not going to always be like this. Yeah. So our godly counsel friends that God brought around us, really. But we did have some ungodly counsel. Yes, we People did. were telling you, leave me, divorce me, because yeah. I was, you know, I was struggling with PTSD uh, from my background, and I did some kooky things. I mean. Well, yes. Uh, I, so, I mean. <laughs> When challenges come and trials hit, what I'm so grateful for is we had such good, solid Bible teaching in the beginning of our mm-hmm. marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. We, we did have a foundation because the storms came, right? And they're going to come. You can't stop them. But then I will say this. There's a scene in our film that so clearly demonstrates sacrificial love. And it's remember when I just snapped. I was struggling with reality. Mm-hmm. And I ran into the shower. And I'm just sitting there in a heap, you know, showers pouring on me. And, uh, man, I, I was losing touch with reality. I mean, I was in such a broken state. And you stepped into the shower, fully clothed. You sat down next to me, and you just held me. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, this feels like God is here with me right now and just loving me unconditionally. 
and I'm I'm always grateful and uh, so glad they were able to communicate that through the film. But I mean, you have been, you know, you've definitely been. I, I've been the zealous one, right? Because it's my personality. But you've just been so solid in demonstrating sacrificial love for our kids in our relationship, and that has helped us to be a, you know, really what I would call that I'm third kind of marriage. Thank you. Mm. Well, honey, do you know what? I don't know if you knew this, but in our kitchen, in the cabinet, I put up a scripture. Um, it was Philippians 2.5. It talks about Christ's humility. He who was God came in the form of a servant. So every time I'd open up that cupboard, I would look at that and it would be a gentle reminder to me that if Jesus can serve, if he can bow down and lower himself to serve us, the least I can do is serve my husband and family, even when I'm tired, even when I don't want to. Well, actually, I didn't know that. Thank God for scriptures, right? Yeah, yes. My word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. So in our lifetime, have we seen or have do we know other couples that have really modeled this type of sacrificial love? Well, yes. Um, Marie and Frank Drown. Yes. Yes. <laughs> an, an amazing couple. They're in their 90s now, right? Yeah. They were in ministry, lived in the jungles, had five children, right, yep. out there? And they were the ones who... Uh, Elliot, remember? Yes, Jim Elliot. Jim yes. Elliot, uh, when he and his team were killed yeah. uh, down in the jungles, uh, it was actually Frank that went down to help recover the body because mm-hmm. they were close friends. And then what Jim and his wife were planning to do, Frank and Marie Drown actually did mm-hmm. for all those years, living under harsh conditions, uh, but seeing the faithfulness of God. And we met them when they were in their 80s. Yep. Yeah. He, he wrote a book, right? And I really recommend couples who want to see one of the greatest examples of harsh living, sacrificial love for people and commitment to God is their book. But I, I would say this. They had so much joy. They never, I mean, they never really shared or expressed their life was hard, having babies in the jungle and all the challenges. It's just so much full of joy. Uh that's been one couple I've really appreciated, for sure. Yeah. They have been an amazing example of really living their life for the Lord. Yeah. And not that that we're just here, but, of course, Doc and Shirley, me working for him when we were younger, to see his stellar example. I've always told people this, hey, what you hear from Dr. Dobson, that's who he is. That is just who he is. There's, there's not a behind-the-scenes type of person. So— They've been great examples. I think that's why they could write this devotional uh, nightlife that's helped us so much with real, uh, just real content for couples that are wanting to do the best they can. Yeah, I agree. Now, honey, the next question I'm about to ask, this is, this could get some dander up. Uh, That's why I was laughing at it earlier. But how do you feel about putting my desires ahead of yours? Tell us. (laughs) That's a very good question. It comes so naturally to me. Yes. Having you put my desires. Your desires before mine. Yeah, so natural. Well, do you know, um, again, this has been a learning experience for me, but one example I can see is every morning I get up, I make coffee, and I bring you coffee. It actually brings me joy. I mean, I love it. I think this is such a... A loving act for me, and I don't have—I don't have to think about it. I just do it because I love bringing you coffee. And this is after I've run ten miles, done my PT, milked the cows, bush hogged the land, 
and uh, done a two-hour devotion. All in your dreams, yes. Yeah. So then I actually come and bring coffee to wake you up <laughs> out of your dream. Pretty much. Really, babe. Yeah. Seriously, that act of service that, you know, which is one of my love languages, you know, you coming and bring me that cup of coffee is, it really starts my day. And you've been so faithful to do that almost 29 years. I'm so glad I like coffee. Me too. Because <laughs> then I give you uh, my honey-do list. Yeah. <laughs> Time to get up, bum. Well, I know that didn't come natural, didn't in the beginning. Because we were two different people. And, uh, you know, it's like you said earlier, just our natural desire is to put ourselves before others. Mm -hmm. So having to learn how, you know, to make that adjustment. You were, I mean, you were super capable, successful woman when we met, young lady who had done a lot. So, uh, and you didn't take a backseat to anybody. And I think it felt like that in the beginning because I had to make some decisions as a husband and a man that, you know, I was a final, and that wasn't what you were used to. Was that hard? Uh, yes, it was hard coming under your direction because of my upbringing, right? In my family, you're either followers or leaders, and followers <laughs> were not highly encouraged. So that, I mean, we had to work at that. But you know what? I've learned really that um, loving you and serving you and uh, ministering to you, it does bring me joy. It's not work. So... I think for people who have a hard time doing that, maybe pulling out of that perspective is like, I don't like doing this, and he makes me do this. I think it's a gift that we get to give each other, mm. to serve each other and love each other, especially if that's your love language. It's mine, too. So, yeah. Now, am I demanding? No. I know you appreciate it. Yeah. So it would be harder if a husband is demanding his bride Right. If you were yelling at me from the bedroom, yelling, where's my coffee? Woman. woman. Yes. <laughs> I, you may just get your coffee, but <laughs> maybe not in a cup. <laughs> okay. So, Victor, let me ask you this question. How do you feel about putting my desires ahead of your own? You know what? Boy, what a learning deal, right? Because mm -hmm. coming into our marriage, I thought I was a pretty godly guy. I was darn selfish. I mean, you find out how selfish you are when you marry someone, and all of a sudden, 24-7, they actually have needs, too, and desires. For me, it was difficult. and um, But then I found out, just like investing in a bank account, I started seeing interest grow. And when I would put your desires ahead of mine, and it doesn't take much. It sure didn't with you. Just small acts of kindness, hearing your heart of what you really needed, Right. I think that, that went a long way for me in marriage. And as a guy, I'm going to just talk for guys. We tend to be selfish, and I'm going to go right to it. I'm going to go right to it. Intimacy, right? Men are, we're, we're very, that's one of our love languages, <laughs> sex. And I remember just going, hey, you know, we're married, so, you know, glory, hallelujah. But it doesn't always work that way, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I learned to just slow my roll and develop a relationship and then see the benefit of physical intimacy after we really started learning spiritual, emotional intimacy. It became a natural outcome. And I thank God, now after 29 years, it is far better than anything I could have ever thought, desired, or asked for, even in our early part of our marriage. Well, and here's the key, I think, 
to women because we are wired so differently. And I'll speak from my experiences. When I know that you really love me Mm -hmm. and that you really want to uh, take care of me, it opens up my heart and my desires for more of you. Mm -hmm. And again, I know this is a learning. This just doesn't happen in marriage. It takes trust and it takes time. And then I think it takes a desire to want to please and bring um, what God has designed for marriage. And we're talking about intimacy. Bring that to the point where God wants it. Mm -hmm. And and it is never about self. It's always about uh, giving out. And when both of us are doing that, it's amazing. Yeah. When we try to outdo each other in love, the results are phenomenal. Yeah. I think, and we always say this, this is God's design for marriage. This is God's way. And we protect that because we know the enemy is so, I mean, he perverts everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, what can we do to, you know, change or create a better I'm third marriage? Because, I I mean, I don't think anybody ever arrives at this. Yeah. You know, recognize when we're in those times that we're tired Mm. and we're just spent. We have nothing left, but we still have to... Um, live life. We're still married. We still have to do things. I think recognizing um, that, you know what, I'm just spent. I have nothing. And maybe to communicate that better, right? I know when you travel and you come home, I know you're exhausted. Mm. I know that. And I don't expect a lot from you. Mm. So I think kind of learning that too, right? Mm -hmm. Not putting expectations on each other when we know we have nothing to give. Yeah, and does it help when I'm able to explain to you or communicate, babe, I'm smoked? Uh, Like we just spent, um, for those of you who don't know, our ministry is called ATP Ministries, and we've been spending the last several years reaching children who've been affected by ISIS, and we actually have a home uh, residence in Iraq, and we were just there. We flew back here for some things we're doing, but... I mean, the most extreme <laughs> cases is I'm driving in with my team in armored vehicles from Mosul, and uh, I'm carrying a baby, right, mm-hmm. that we had just recovered from ISIS. Um, they would killed his parents. And I come in, I'm like, I don't have to say it, right? I'm like, Psh, I'm smoked. Can you take this little baby and let me just kind of regroup, take my kid off, put my weapon down? Uh, now, normal marriages probably don't have to go through that. So I think picking up milk and bread as a husband uh, and coming home, it still matters that you communicate to your wife how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just a little word like, man, man, could I get a few minutes? But also, I think I'm intentional at times to try to help you out, right? For myself, dying to myself and helping you— I. Because, amen, listen to me, honestly, for me, it's easier to face ISIS in Mosul than uh, wash the dishes or, you know, I mean, I I pray to the Lord, give me the anointing that I need when I spoke to 8,000 men in a conference to uh, come home. And if there are dishes in the sink, I'm not going to look at them and go, hey, hey, babe, you know, where's my dinner? You know, is sometimes you need just a little bit of help, just right. I say, one thing I do that you like is I'll run you a bath. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I learned that a long time ago. Thank goodness. It's just that act of service that says, I love you. I'm thinking about you. You probably need to get in there and uh, soak it out. Right. 
um, with the kids, with the work that we do. So little things like that matter. In every marriage, you got to figure out your own spouse's needs and desires. Uh, we pray, Lord, give us the key to each other's hearts. You know, and it's seasonal. I mean, it could be one thing a few years and another thing another. So I would encourage men, hey, look for an opportunity to have this self-denial, you know, which it's not a bad word. It's the words of Jesus. Uh, he's the one that said we must deny ourselves, right? Pick up the cross and follow him because it really is an act of God loving our spouse through us. And just a practical note on how do we how do we implement this? You've texted me sometimes on your way home. And it I mean, true, like you said, you don't have to be in Iraq doing this. It's traveling from work. Um, both spouses have they have a uh, just a stressed out day. A little text saying, Honey, I'm on my way home. I'm tired. I may need a few minutes just to unwind. That prepares my heart to be able to say, Okay, I'm not gonna dump all these things on you. And that's just practical. And I think that does help us. Just a heads up. Just a heads up. Yep. God's grace and his love and mercy is available for all of us. We would just encourage you, get in the word. That's why it's important to do devotionals, however that looks for all of you, and fight for your marriage because there's a real dark, wicked enemy that hates marriage, that hates you, that hates y'all. And he's studying and stalking you. It's so important that you make it a priority. And we're not perfect in our approach to devotions or reading or even praying together, but at least we do it, right? And uh, and we would just encourage y'all, don't give up on your marriage. The best is yet to come. And continue to feed your spirit, protect your marriage, love one another, love your children, put God first, others second, um, and then yourself personally last in the sense of, what you think you deserve and need, God will take care of the rest if you're doing right. I think so. And I think one thing that's helped us is we know we're on a journey. We're on a journey together. And what helps me to kind of uh, look at my situation with you sometimes is that we're brother and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And to let each other off the hook sometimes of this expectation that uh, we may have on each other. But let each other off the hook. It relieves our own stress and pressure that we put on each other. And you're talking about forgiveness. On forgiveness, but also expectations, right? Well, and I would just say, too, you know, there's such a problem with wives and husbands in their area of intimacy. But you have not only lived it, but you've spoken to it at women's conferences on women minister to your men. Yeah. And that's part of your ministry, intimacy with me. Yes, it is. And I say, glory to God. You got amazing rewards in heaven, sister. Wonderful. (laughs) I'll take them. All right. Let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, we hear your invitation to follow you in life, in a life of self-denial. Today, we make you the Lord of our marriage. Help us to live every day by your example, in obedience to the Father, and in loving service to each other. In Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for joining my bride, Eileen, and I for this special edition of the Victor Mark Show. It was truly an honor to be asked to guest host on Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk for the Day. To learn more about Dr. Dobson and his lifelong ministry, visit drjamesdobson.org to learn more about his family institute. 
As we close today, I want to share some exciting news about a new marriage course that Eileen and I have taught together. It's our Better Together Marriage Course. That's kind of catchy. And you can pre-register for it today at victormarks.com forward slash marriage. That's victormarks with an X dot com forward slash marriage. We're here to help you identify blind spots and strengthen your marriage so you can thrive, not merely survive. We covered such topics as trust, honor, intimacy, one of my favorite, home, finances, faith, and spiritual warfare. Upon completing this course, we believe you will be more connected to each other and better equipped to handle whatever life throws your way together. So once again, go to victormarks.com forward slash marriage to find out more. Well, that'll do for today's show. And remember, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God, full throttle. Now go get it done. And we'll see you next time on the next edition of the Victor Mark Show. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.